What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Something About Sports podcast. This is your host once again, Leon Edwards. Going to hop right into this. This episode is just going to be a quick preview of the Kansas basketball season. Wanted to put a little preview out, get my thoughts on the team. I know I've talked about them a little bit when I talked about late night. So some of this will be stuff that I talked about on here before, but I'll just kind of look at the team, look at who's back, look at who I think will be the main rotation, different things like that. So this Kansas basketball team coming off of a weird year last year, you didn't really, you didn't really compete for a big 12 title. I mean, you hung in there a little bit, but you didn't really compete for a big 12 title. You didn't make a lot of noise in a national sense, pretty much got destroyed nationally in the in the NCAA tournament and then another Big 12 team actually won the NCAA tournament so just a weird year for Kansas all around last year it's been kind of like that it's, it's, it's weird coming into a season where it seems like Kansas is in a down period and they've they've won since they've only won one Big 12 title in the last three years for Kansas that's a down period for a lot of programs that's that's something to hang the hat on so it's a weird perspective being a Kansas basketball fan, but you think going into this year, you got a really good look at, at, at a chance to regain that title. So this Kansas team, after the, the USC loss last year, Bill Self talked about needing to get more athletic. He talked about uh, the team needing to be better, and he pretty much went out and did just that. He went out and got a lot more athletes. He went out and got a lot more good players to add to his four returning starters. So this team is returning four starters. I think all of those guys, end up starting you're looking at as far as this team is concerned what you're probably looking at for a starting five on this team is Remy Martin we've talked about him a lot transferred from Arizona State Ochai Abaji Jalen Wilson Christian Brown and David McCormick Jalen Wilson will miss the first few games of the season he's going to miss the first the first exhibition game and then he's going to miss the first three Regular season games, he had a DUI situation happen right before the season starts. Unfortunate for him. Hopefully, it's a learning lesson for him. The drinking and driving stuff is just not its not something you want to have, especially for a guy who's underage. He won't turn 21, actually, until a week into the season. So, or, we, or the week of the, the first game, the exhibition game of the season. So, he's actually creeping up on 21. Got caught under the influence, underage. So he's got to deal with those consequences. He's going to miss those first few games. He's going to have to do some community service. Hopefully that's a learning experience for him. He gets back in the fold and, and hits the ground running. When he gets back, I do believe he'll be a starter unless something drastic happens. But Jalen Wilson, I, I believe, will be a starter. I talked about him potentially even being a first-team All-Big 12 player this year. That was before a lot of things happened in the Big 12. I do think he'll still be a really good player for Kansas. I don't know if he'll get to that level just because of the level of talent around the Big 12 just continued to increase as the offseason went on. I think after those starting five, I think you're looking at a bench rotation of three to four guys. Usually by the time you get in the thick of the Big 12 season, Bill Self's usually only playing eight guys, but this team's unique. You got a lot of guys with not only high-level college experience, but you also have guys that you think can play ball at a high level. So, I mean, you have guys like, Dewan Harris, who's been a darling as far as uh, Bill Self and Bill Self's eyes all offseason, a very, very much improved player. Dewan Harris is going to play a lot of minutes. Jalen Coleman Lands, I think, is going to be really good. I think Jalen Coleman Lands is actually probably going to play the most minutes off the bench on this team. I don't think enough people are talking about Jalen Coleman Lands and the potential he has for this team. Jalen Coleman Lands has played in a lot of different places. He's used to adapting. He's transferred a few times. He's an older guy. He's played in hostile environments. 
And I think he's going to actually end up being really good for this team and probably the best shooter on the team. Cam Martin's probably going to be the main backup big on this team. He's going to offer something different than David McCormick since he's more of a of a stretch forward type player. So he'll offer something different, give teams a different look. And then Joe Yosefu, I think those will be the four main guys off of the bench. As the season progresses, we'll probably look back at the end of the season, and I would guess those nine guys are the main nucleus of this team. This is a preseason top three team, preseason projected big preseason projected Big 12 champions just about everywhere. There are some places that are projecting Texas to win the Big 12. Texas also will have a really good team this year. I'll kind of get into the Big 12 here shortly. But this is a preseason top three team. Kansas is used to having higher rankings than the preseason. It's just kind of a tradition. It's not something that it will be foreign to a lot of these players, but it, it will add some pressure. There's some new guys to the fold and things like that. And a lot of guys on this team that'll have to kind of step up into it being their team. I mean, you talk about guys like Ochai Abaji, you talk about guys like Christian Brown and David McCormick and and Dewan Harris. These are all guys who have played roles on teams before, but haven't really had to take ownership of their teams. And I think with this year's team, you got it. You infuse a guy like Remy Martin, who he's been taking ownership of teams before, but you kind of are, are excited to see which one of these guys take ownership and say, yeah, we're a top team in the country. This is our team now. Let's prove why we are that. So that'll be an interesting dynamic as far as just coming into the season with those high expectations. And guys having to kind of step into those bigger roles for the first time in their careers. I think they'll do just fine, but it'll be fun to watch as the season progresses. As far as the schedule and kind of what it'll look like for winning games and losing games early, I actually think the non-conference schedule for Kansas this year is not as, as tough as we're used to seeing. Usually you see a big gauntlet of, of ranked teams or teams that'll go to the tournament. I think this year's schedule is is a great balance. I'm not saying that Kansas isn't playing anybody, but it's just not as stacked of a schedule as you're used to seeing them play. But you're looking at uh, the Champions Classic game against Michigan State. That's always going to be a tough competitive game in the Champions Classic, no matter who the opponent is. You have a potential matchup with Alabama, who a lot of people are projecting to be a really good team. Again, that's a, a program on the rise over there. I'm a big fan of Nate Oates and what he's building. And, and that's a that's a program that's been stealing some recruits from Kansas as well. So I think that'll be a fun game to watch. But that's a tournament game. And I believe it's the ESPN Invitational or I can't get the full name of the tournament correct. I don't know off the top of my head what the exact name of the tournament is. But if both of those teams make it to the championship, we'll get a chance to see Kansas play Alabama, which would be a higher caliber game. And then you also have the the return game against the Missouri Tigers. The the Border War is returning, which I think will be awesome. The The energy in Allen Fieldhouse will be electric. That'll be a really good game for Kansas. I haven't scouted Mizzou as much. I'll, I'll watch them a lot. One of my best friends actually coaches there. So the the hate for Mizzou has gone down a lot in recent years of just of the combination of Kansas not playing them and then also wanting to support them. So I will get a chance to scout that team. I'll talk about that team later. I don't know how big of a test it'll be as far as as far as the quality of team, but it'll be a, a high marquee matchup, a high caliber game because of it being that border war and it not happening for so long. You got Stephen F. Austin, who's always a tournament staple, always a pesky team. They'll they'll present a challenge. Kansas will have to play hard against them. Harvard, the same thing. Pesky team. They'll they'll present a challenge for Kansas as well. 
And then you go on the road to Colorado. Colorado's not projecting to be a great team, but it's always a tough place to go play. So it'll be a, it'll at least be a good test for the Jayhawks. And then, of course, you've got the the Big 12 SEC challenge in the middle of conference play where you'll get a chance to play Kentucky as well. I don't really necessarily count that into the the non-conference slate per se, just because it's in the middle of conference season. But that's still part of the non-conference games that Kansas plays. It'll bump that up a little bit. So not saying it's a cakewalk of a schedule, not saying there's not good opponents on it, just not as many ranked teams. And a lot of those higher marquee matchups are, are at home as well. You usually see Kansas traveling and, and facing some, some folks on the road. So I do think that it'll still be a non-conference schedule that gives you a great idea of who this Kansas team is and who the guys are going to be. So it's still exciting in that. Right. But you don't see as many ranked teams. You don't have as much of a, of a gauntlet as you are used to seeing from a Kansas basketball schedule. So that'll be a, a change of pace, but I think it'll be good for Kansas going into the Big 12 with how good and deep the Big 12 should be, which is kind of my next point. I think the Big 12 is going to be sneaky good. I know after Baylor kind of had the mass exodus after winning the national championship, Baylor has been kind of that that tier, that team in the tier with Kansas for so long. People are probably assuming that the Big 12 is going to be Kansas and everybody else, other than people who follow college basketball closely. People who follow college basketball closely, they know that Texas is going to be really good. They may not know about the rest of the Big 12, but you have a lot of pesky teams that I think are going to present some challenges for a lot of teams nationally. You got Oklahoma State, who's returning just about everybody on their team except for the number one overall pick, Kate Cunningham. But you got guys like Ice Likely, Avery Anderson, M.A. Moncrief, Caleb Boone, and Rondell Walker. These are all guys who have made impacts at different times in Oklahoma State. You add in a guy like Bryce Thompson transferred from Kansas and the, the job that Mike Boyden has been doing there as the head coach. That's a team that's going to be hungry. And then news comes out that they're not going to be able to compete in the NCAA tournament this year. So their goal is going to be to spoil it for everybody else. They're going to want to get as many wins as they can, spoil those experiences for everybody else. I can see that team pulling off some big upsets in the league and potentially just even being one of the better teams in the Big 12 because of the continuity and how Mike Boyden has proved to be a good coach since he took over there. Another team that I think will fly under the radar a little bit is going to be Texas Tech. Texas Tech is returning some key players of their nucleus, Terrence Shannon, Kevin McCuller, Santos Silva. And then they also have a transfer, Bryce Williams. A lot of Kansas fans will be familiar with that name, Bryce Williams. When UTEP gave Kansas a scare last season and came into Allen Fieldhouse at that, that last-minute scheduled game, gave Kansas a scare, Bryce Williams was an absolute animal in that game. I think he was he was close to having a 20-20 and 20 game. I don't remember his exact stat line, but I know it was 20-plus points and rebounds were in the teens. So he definitely had a huge game against Kansas. A lot of Kansas fans are going to want to see KU play against him twice next year. And that's the thing with a couple of teams in the Big 12. But that, that'll be a team that'll creep up on some people. That'll still be a pretty good team. I don't know if, if they have the potential of maybe like an Oklahoma State to really spoil some things as far as in the Big 12 turn, as far as in the Big 12 season. I can see Oklahoma State at their seal and even challenging for a Big 12 title. I don't know if the, the high-level talent is there for Oklahoma State, but the continuity and the, the experience could be there. I don't know if Texas Tech's going to have that kind of balance on their team. Baylor is still going to be good. Scott Drew's going to figure out a way to retool. They're returning some key players as well. Adam Flagler, Matthew Meyer, Flo Thamba, 
James. And then they're also returning Chama Chachua. You got a transfer in, in James Akinjo from Arizona State. They got some, they'll still have some players. They won't be the, the top level team that they have been over the last few years, but they still will have some, some competitive games. They'll compete in the Big 12. They'll make games tough. They'll still be a hard place to go play in Waco and things like that. So you still expect Baylor to be a quality basketball team. West Virginia, the same thing. You're returning Tash Sherman, you're returning McNeil and, and Osha Boyan as well who's probably going to be one of the the best, if not the best, defensive players in the Big 12 this year. So that's another team. And with Bob Huggins coaching and then the way, the brand of basketball they play and how hard it is to go play there in Morgantown, it's another team that'll present some issues. Oklahoma, they do have their new coach, Porter Moser, but but he brings in guys like the Groves Brothers from Eastern Washington, kind of in that same Bryce Williams vein. The Groves Brothers really made it tough on Kansas in the NCAA tournament. A lot tougher than, than you would have liked it to, to be. Kansas ended up winning that game, but they made it pretty tough. And now Kansas is going to have to play him twice again this year at Oklahoma. He also adds a guy like Jordan Goldwire. He was a defensive ace for Duke for the last couple of years as well. So he's, he's brought in some talent. He's at a school that's going to invest in their sports. You can see them pulling off some upsets here and there. I don't know if they're in they're They're probably in that similar conversation to Texas Tech to where they may not be able to um, compete at the highest level or challenge for a Big 12 title, but they will be a pesky team and a tough team to play for sure. And then, of course, you've got Texas with Chris Beard going over there, adding guys like Marcus Carr and Timmy Allen and Christian Bishop. And you already have guys like Andrew Jones and Courtney Ramey, who Andrew Jones, I've always thought was a really, really good player. He had his, his cancer situation. He has come back from that. He's been working his way back from that. If Andrew Jones gets back to that pre-cancer, that pre-cancer form that we saw him in a few years ago, he has the the talent level to be a Big 12 player of the year type player. So you have on this team, you got two guys that have that potential. You got Marcus Carr and Andrew Jones who can just absolutely take a game over and win it for you. Marcus Carr was one of the most highly touted transfers on the market this offseason. And that guy's coming in averaging, I believe, like 19, 20 points last year at Minnesota. He's going to put some buckets up. They're going to be a tough out. This is the team that's going to compete with Kansas for a title. And Chris Beer's first year, I don't know if he's going to install it enough to where they do beat Kansas. I do think Kansas still wins the Big 12. But I think Texas is right there with him. And Texas is an elite team that has the potential to make a Final Four run, just like Kansas is as well. I'll have to predict that I do think Kansas wins the Big 12. I think it's just, especially with, with fans back at Allen Fieldhouse, with, with seasons getting back to normal, I, I, you just have to think that, 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 that home court advantage is tough for people to come in Allen Fieldhouse and win games. And with that home court advantage back, I just think can't, the, the, the Big 12 is going to run back through Lawrence, Kansas again, and I see Kansas pulling it off. They've been kind of up and down. These guys have been through that storm. You got multiple guys on this team who were on that 2020 team that, was the number one going to be the number one overall seed in the NCAA tournament that that was canceled due to COVID? So, I think these guys are they're out for revenge. They know they have the team now that they need to compete at a at a high level and the highest possible level. So, I do think they go out and do that. I think Bill Self is is excited about this group of guys. You can tell he's pretty he's pretty excited about the potential that they have as well. So, I think Kansas wins the Big Twelve. I think the leading scorer for the team is David McCormick. I think he's probably somewhere between the 16 to 20 point range. So probably 16 to 19 points a game. He's going to have some huge games. He's just too good. He's continued to improve. 
And I think as long as that improvement has continued throughout this offseason, there's no reason why David McCormick can't be the leading scorer and the best player on this team. And I think with a, with an average of 16 to 19 points, he'll get you between 8 and 11 rebounds, just depending on the night. I think that's enough for him to win the Big 12 Player of the Year. I anticipate David McCormick winning that. I know Remy Martin was the coach's pick for Big 12 Player of the Year preseason, but I think David McCormick's going to be the one that ends up winning it. As far as the biggest surprise on the team, I think Jalen Coleman-Lance is going to be the biggest surprise on the team. Like I said before, I just don't think people are talking about him enough, but this is a guy who can play both ways. He seems like a very Bill Self type of player. He's mature. This is his third or fourth school. Don't quote me on that. This could be his fourth school. I believe it's his third, his last stop being Iowa State. He's a guy who knows who's played high-level high level college basketball. He's got experience. You don't have to worry about him fitting in. He's used to going to new places and fitting in, and he's going to play on both sides of the basketball, and he's an elite shooter. So this is a guy that I think is going to, He's going to factor in seamlessly. I don't know if if it's going to push him into the starting lineup at some point. I wouldn't be surprised if it did just because of the type of player he is and, and kind of like the swing role he can play between guard and forward. But I think he's going to be a big surprise on this team. I think he's going to average at least eight or nine points, maybe even get into double digits, probably be one of the best shooters on the team and take a lot of a lot of big-time defensive assignments, and I think he's going to endear himself to Kansas fans pretty quickly. As far as the awards for this team, like I said before, I think David McCormick ends up being the Big 12 Player of the Year. I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up as a first-team All-American, probably more likely a second-team All-American. Usually those first-team All-Americans are going to average at least 20 points or a double-double. I don't know if he quite gets to a double-double. But it could just be one of those years that he ends up on that team anyway. So I wouldn't be surprised if he's a first team All-American. If I had to guess right now, I'd probably project second team. But he will. I think he'll be an All-American this year. I think Remy Martin will be first team All-Big 12. Kansas got three guys on that team to to in the preseason. I feel like it'll probably just end up being Remy Martin and David McCormick. Ochai Baji could take a step forward. And if Ochai Baji is good enough, to actually finish the season on that team, Kansas probably ends the season as the top team in the country and is probably the favorite to win it all going into the NCAA tournament. I think if he's playing at a level that warrants that consideration, you that's pretty much three elite guys on one team, and you just don't see that very often in college basketball. And I think that that, surrounded with everything else on this roster, kind of vaults him into a higher conversation, involves this team into a higher conversation. I think even without that, the ceiling for this team is a national championship. They have all of the pieces that they need. It's a very deep team. Bill Self's going to have to figure out who's going to be the odd man out at some point because you just have a lot of guys that you could see contributing on this team. And so as far as the talent level and the depth, the ceiling is 100% a national championship. Of course, I'm not predicting that. It's very, very tough, and the the NCAA tournament is a crapshoot, as we've learned over the years as Kansas basketball fans, but I would not be surprised if they were there. I think if I had to make a prediction now, without having seen this team play in any real games, I could predict this team just from a talent perspective is going to make the second weekend. Now, where it goes from there, we'll have to see after we watch a few of these games, after we watch the rotation settle in, see how the new guys settle in to being at Kansas. Normally with the four returning starters, you would normally say like, you will be able to make a prediction. You'd be able to predict if this team's going to make it to the final four. And I think they have all the pieces to be there. It's just that with those four returning starters, 
none of them have ever been the guy. And I think this year, all four of those guys, this is their team. Remy Martin is going to, he's going to take some ownership. He's going to be the point guard. He's the veteran leader of the team. He's going to provide a lot of energy. But those four returning starters, this is their team. They've been at this at Kansas for longer. And they've had to endure not winning the Big 12 multiple times. They've had to endure that one title in three years. They've had to endure missing the tournament because of COVID. And I think seeing how those guys respond, how they take that next step in their development is going to be huge for understanding where this team is going to go. So I'll say this team is talented enough to make it to the second weekend on paper. I don't really, I feel like anything less than that is a failure. And honestly, you really, depending on when this season starts and how everything plays out, anything less than the the national championship could look like a failure after it's all said and done. But I just want to see the team play first before I I predict them to a Final Four. I predict them to be the national champions. That is something that I'll revisit probably going into going into conference play. I'll probably call my shot on it a little bit more so. But I just think right now, with how the team looks and Bill Self's history, we should be good as far as the Big 12. I think we should be we should be good to predict this Kansas team has more than enough to win the Big 12. He's won. Bill Self has won the Big 12 with with much less than this team against against a league with much better teams in it. And I think that that alone gives me confidence. This team will probably end up winning the Big 12. The talent will get them to the second weekend. After that remains to be seen. I'm excited to watch this. I'm excited to watch this team develop. I'm excited to see how the season progresses for this team. And we'll just have to continue to watch together. I'll continue covering the team. I'll talk about the games and all of that stuff. But I'll probably do more like the .5 episodes and recap multiple games at once. I know I'm doing, I know I'm doing every week for the Chiefs, but they just play so many less games than, than Kansas. I mean, it's just one game a week. Kansas is going to play multiple games a week, most weeks. So I'll probably do weekly recaps, recap multiple games, talk about what I'm seeing on the team and things like that. Those plans could change. It just kind of with, with the podcast still kind of in its newer phase, we're kind of figuring out how we want to cover this stuff. So I appreciate you guys for listening. Let me know what you think is going to happen with this Kansas basketball team and reach out to me on socials as well. SA Sports underscore podcast on Instagram, SA Sports 913 on Twitter, something about sports podcasts on YouTube. If you want to shoot me an email, SA Sports 913 at gmail.com for any inquiries, any questions you may have as well. I appreciate you guys for continuing to listen. The support that it gets, it really it's really humbling and um, exciting to know people enjoy listening to me talk about sports. So I'm excited to I'm excited to continue to bring this content to you guys. I'm excited to continue to to continue to share my thoughts with you guys and just continue to support. I appreciate it. And until next time.